The following episode is a part two. So if you did not listen to part one, turn around and download part one so that you are caught up and prepared for this episode. If you already listened to part one, stay tuned. If you didn't, go back and we'll be right here waiting for you. Sad sleigh beggies, monstrous mages, and peculiar pronunciations. We had Casey watch the ancient magus bride, and we're here to answer the question, was it a kawaii disappointment? All right, episode two. A woman with long red hair states, I never should have given birth to you. The window curtain whips back, insinuating the woman jumped to her death. Again, this girl is just Keo from Fruits Literally, Basket. this is exactly what happened to Keo and Keo's mom in Fruits Basket. PJ is right. All anime and K-dramas is Fruits Basket. Uh, in case you're wondering, because I don't think I've actually said this on the podcast, my hot take about all K-dramas is that all K-dramas are just based on Fruits Basket. <laughs> I've never seen one K-drama that I couldn't connect back to Fruits Basket. <laughs> In a flashback, an exhausted Chise inquires about who will be buying her. She doesn't care to who, she just wants to be prepared. Her handler tells her not to worry and that she is rare. He reminds her that she had said she didn't care whether she lived or died. She looks out the window into the sky. I agree with her point here where she's like, yeah, but I'm not, like, I'm not really about getting hurt. Yeah. To the point that I was going to make earlier, like, when we were talking about, like, just the like hey if you're trying to kill yourself just sell yourself because like i want to die is in essence right i don't want to be but that doesn't mean i want to be in pain yeah. like a lot of it's about getting rid of the pain say, that you currently most people experience. that commit suicide are trying to get rid of yeah the pain that they're currently feeling so i think it's a very fair question to be like well i just i'm not really looking like i'm looking for someone to essentially like maybe use me but i don't want to be like abused yeah. i just want to say kawaii disappointment does not support suicide <laughs> Or human trafficking. Or human trafficking. Please do not alive into yourself. Yes. Later, Chise is laying in bed, hugging a pillow with a bandaged arm. Silky knocks on the door with a change of clothes. Chise is dressed and then pulled into the kitchen where Elias sits writing. Um, and then I would just like to say, we said that he had a, a cow skull, but it's actually a wolf skull with goat horns. That's weird. <laughs> You know, aesthetically, it's great. Oh, it looks amazing, but like weird. Yeah. Why is it a hybrid skull? Right. Because he's a... Uh, I'd like to theorize yeah, on this. He's like... A hybrid theory, if you will. Yeah. They literally talk about how he's a hybrid, touched by the fae and like barely touched by humans. Oh, okay. That could be spun weird. He says thank you and says good morning to Chise. She stutters a good morning back. Silky begins to cook... And Elias explains that Silky is a fairy and neighbor that lives in the house that cooks, cleans, and maintains. He explains that she's less of a servant and more of a landlady. All slave owners want to say that. <laughs> oh, God. Well, no, actually, though, like, you find out later that she, she gives herself to the household. When Elias finishes writing, the paper begins to turn into a bird and flies out the window. Yeah, so Chise's name means bird, and there's just a lot of really pretty bird representation. Did that uh, flying letter remind you of anything? What did it remind? What did it remind me of? I can't think of it off the top of my head. God, what could it be? Um, could it be maybe some sort of other film series, other book series? What was it called? Mary Schmatter, something like that. I don't know. Oh, wait, I know. It's um, Perry Hotter. Oh, Perry Hotter. Love that one. So good. That That's the one <laughs> where the, the author's not transphobic or plagiarized. I thought that was Terry Slaughter. Terry, Terry Slaughter. Slaughter. That's 
That's the horror one. I saw that That's one. That's uh, the one about Sergeant Slaughter's son. Oh, I, no, it's one about Sergeant Slaughter's son, Terry. God. Terry Slaughter, where he finally uh. beats Hulk Hogan and his racism. I know you guys are saying Chise means bird, but this whole time I keep thinking of like Chise, but like, like I think like the Spanish word for gossip, like the chismosa or whatever, that or chisme, like that's what I'm thinking of when <laughs> I heard him. Chisme, yeah, I'm like, well, I'm, that's what I keep thinking. I'm like, gossip girl. <laughs> XOXO, gossip girl. Exactly. Chise reflects on how Elias bought her for five million pounds and he hopes to make her his bride someday. Elias informs her that she's been asleep for the last two days, probably due to an emotional exhaustion. Hashtag girl same. Mm. <laughs> Chise doesn't know what to make of Elias, but she finds comfort in the fact that he's taking care of her, and she comes to the conclusion that he's probably not a bad person. Probably. Mm. We'll see. As Chise is eating in a daze, Elias interrupts her thought and asks about planning their honeymoon. I was like, homeboy, you haven't even agreed to be married yet. What's your deal? I think he's just a little Sketch. confused. I think he's confused. Yeah. I think he just doesn't understand how the process works. He's like, hey, so I know I propose. So like honeymoon's first, right? Y'all be giving all these passes to Ainsworth. Mm-mm-mm. I don't even think that's giving him a pass. Like, I think there are so many things that he deserves to be called out for. And this isn't even one of them. You're you're reaching. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Ooh, used Ainsworth. She thinks to herself that he's pretty weird. Elias brings Chise to London to meet some of his acquaintances. As they're walking, Chise thinks about how his face is bone, so she can't read any of his expressions. But then she's shocked to see that he has a human face. Oh, he was looking like kind of cute. Little cutie. Yeah, I was down to clown. I ain't gonna lie. If anyone <laughs> takes me to London, I'll, da- I'll do it. He explains that it looks too suspicious if they were to walk around in his other form and that he used a little magic and he's like looking real adorable. He tells her it even feels real and asks if she thinks he's handsome. But Chise tells him it looks fake. I was like, Dan, Chise, way to be a savage. <laughs> I know. I was like, sick burn. <laughs> he's shocked and explains that's harsh. Elias leads her into a bookstore and explains that this is where she'll be getting all her supplies. I just have to say that J.K. Rowling really has plagiarized all anime. (laughs) That's all I have to say about that. It's Harry (laughs) Potter yet again. Even anime that came out after Harry Potter. Yeah, she did that. Plagiarized by J.K. Rowling. She used alchemy, you guys. Because I refuse to believe (laughs) that chervs have any real ideas other than trash. Exactly. Transphobia. He explains the bookstore is a facade and that they're there to meet his friend Angelica or Angie. Angelica. Eliza. And Peggy. There we go. Angie gives him the business about how he (laughs) never comes out in public. After some banter, Elias introduces Chise to Angie. And like, I mean, they're really going at it with the banter. It's adorable. I mean, at first I was like, what cyber... Because she's wearing like some welding glasses or something. But for a second when she's introduced, I was like, what cyberpunk nonsense is this? <laughs> oh my God. It's so funny you say that. I, when you And when you said it was a bookstore, I don't know. But like, and then I saw her outfit. I forgot what it was. And I was like, is she a bar maiden? I don't know. She had a really weird outfit. I just couldn't figure out what it was. <laughs> he explains that Chise is his new apprentice. And Angie is thoroughly shocked. Angie tells Elias that he better not do anything shady, and he told her not to worry because the money he bought her with was clean. 
Angie angrily explains that there's nothing proper about buying a person. Wow. It sounds like someone I else agree. made that point. We stand Angie. <laughs> <laughs> he he had to clarify it was clean money. Clear. He had to clarify it was clean money, you guys. And how many like <laughs> are you still gonna stand behind this character? Like, I don't know. It's getting more and more like sketch, y'all. I was gonna say, but remember He bought that- a person. <laughs> he bought a person, guys. <laughs> But a lot of the people that were going, there were several other people that were there to buy her and they were going to abuse her and use her. So essentially he, like she was going to be purchased and like literally used like. Uh, she, she was going to be used for her abilities, but die quickly from it. So yeah, she was going to be like used, abused and killed. And he purchased her, which is still problematic, but he freed her. Yeah. I'm just saying. And now he has to clarify his clean money. I think if this was real life, I think y'all are giving passes. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> when Angie asks her if he's done anything weird, she begins to think. She explains to Angie that he washed her after taking off her clothes and then proposed to her. Angie then punches Elias out of the room. Once he's out of the room, a bunch of cute otherworldly creatures begin to appear. Angie officially introduces herself as a mage and a magic craft artificer. Artificer. She explains <laughs> she builds contraptions that work using magic instead of electricity. Angie's daughter then comes into the room to show her the crystal flower she had made. Angie tells her daughter that they have to reschedule her training, and then she leaves the room pouting. She stays confused, and Angie begins to explain to her the world is full of magic and sorcerers. She explains that sorcery is a type of science that allows the wielder to rewrite reality and change it to their will. I feel like you're calling someone out, but I don't know who. Um, probably the person that keeps using... J.K. Rowling is not Probably here. the person that keeps interchanging sorcerers and mages. Don't know her. Don't know her. Whereas mages use magic that are basically miracles with the help of fairies and spirits. She explains that magic is unpredictable and you have to be careful and study hard. Meanwhile, there's a super cute reptile fairy sitting in her lap. It's so cute. Uh, I'd say it's more like an axolotl than a reptile. No, I completely agree. They're so cute. I would say it's more like a zolotol. Like a xylitol? <laughs> yeah, it's a xylitol. <laughs> What's a xylitol? It's like the fake sugar they put in like gum and toothpaste. Real quick, axolotls look very fantastical and that they shouldn't exist, but they're really cute. Chise asks if she could use magic and Angie calls upon Hugo, a cute little water fairy. But Chise is nervous. Angie hands her a crystal and tells her to make it take shape of her choosing, such as a flower. Chise begins to concentrate and the crystal starts to change immediately, but she is unsure what her favorite flower is. As the crystal begins to rapidly expand, Chise finds herself in a memory of her with her mother in a field of flowers. Then the intrusive memory of her mother's death pops into her head when Elias calls her back to the present. Chise is shocked to discover that the crystal had begun to take shape of a field of flowers throughout the room. Elias tells Angie not to teach his apprentice anything. Then Chise immediately apologizes, but Angie questions Elias what Chise is, inferring that Chise shouldn't have this amount of power for someone who didn't even know about magic. Elias explains that she is a sleigh beggy, and Angie then questions why he didn't say anything in the first place. He says it's better for less people to know, and he told her not to look so worried. 
Angie berates Hugo about not saying anything, but Elias explains that sleigh baggies are special entities for fairies. I have to say, you know how you guys have pointed out earlier, like, they're classic anime tropes? I think this is the first time I've identified one. I feel like a popular curse word, maybe it's just the way it's translated, but in anime, the popular curse word is that they call them a sh- head. Bleep that out, PJ. But like, yeah, it is. No, 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 for sure, for sure. It, it comes, it's said a lot in anime. I think it's probably a translation thing. Like, that's just the closest approximation. Yeah. Chise profusely apologizes for the mess, but Angie explains there's no need for an apology and says Elias is a head for not elaborating on things. Chise helps clean up her mess when Angie points out a stack of magical items that she will be needing for her upcoming lessons. One of those items, by the way, is an ocean alloy knife forged with the nectar of a crystal moonflower. And that's just cool. <laughs> I love that. Mm, that was pretty neat. <laughs> I was like, when she was showing all that stuff off, I was like, this is the best pottery barn I've ever seen. Yeah, seriously. The Harry Pottery Barn. (laughs) As beautiful, ethereal things happen throughout the shop, Chise stares in wonderment at the crystal flower she was able to make. Elias and Chise make their way home, passing through beautiful scenery. When Elias asks her if her favorite flower is a poppy, she says she's not sure. It's just the only one she could remember with her mother. Elias asks her if her parents are dead, and she replies that he's rather blunt. I like his, like, segue is like, what's your favorite flower? Now that I've asked that, is your mom, is your parents dead, or do they not want you? (laughs) I mean, I think that it's valid. He's like, why are you auctioning yourself off? (laughs) Yes, excellent point. (laughs) He tells her no matter what her past is, it makes no difference to him because she's here now. She agrees with him and thinks how his plain and dispassionate words are comforting and kind. She tells him she's unsure where her dad is, but that her mother is dead and that she died in front of her. (laughs) Straight up, I was like, this she killed her mom like she there's no. there is she or at least what we we literally see we, her mom we literally yeah. see her mom kill um, herself and then i think it's her fault still and then earlier we see this episode transform into keel from fruits basket uh because his mom literally <laughs> says i should never have given birth to you and then throws herself out of a window because that is verbatim classic anime what happens trope. to her <laughs> As they walk towards their cottage, a priest with long blonde hair enthusiastically runs up to Elias. He introduces himself to Chise as Simon and that he's there to ask them to run an errand. Elias explains that Simon is the priest at the village church. The two of them are so cute. I do love their dynamic. Yeah. yeah. Again, there's more banter and you, it, it really softens Elias for me because it's like he's not this like weird creature monster he's this person that has like familiar bonds and relationships with people and it's all very easygoing as they banter silky brings chise a sandwich and it's so cute because she's just kind of glomped onto her yeah she just like hugs her from behind and just kind of sticks around but again it's because it's because all fairies like are drawn to her yeah. right yeah i thought it was cute but i know if it was me i'd be like <laughs> hand over the sandwich and get out of here i'm not looking for hugs it's sandwich time that sandwich looked good. Well, we know that you're a cold person, so. <laughs> yes. 
I I'm, I'm I am a very cold person. This is true. <laughs> With boundary issues. Sure do dabs. But you forget, like you haven't spent your whole life like not having any Touch love. Starved. Yeah. So uh, this is probably like differ. a huge comfort for her. Okay. <laughs> a short dry spell versus literally 15 years of a, a neglectful abuse. Same difference. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Simon passes on three errands as a penalty for not informing the church that Elias took an apprentice. As Simon's leaving, he explains that the medicine that Elias makes cares for the whole village and he works miracles. I just love Simon. I don't know. He's just got he's just got such a good energy. Yeah, he's real cute. He's like adorable. He tells Chise to study well. Elias explains that Britain is the land of ancient magic and that mages are important. He then asks Chise if they should go on their honeymoon while they run their errands. Back on this honeymoon. Later, Chise and Elias are walking through a beautiful cliffside in Iceland, heading to the land of dragons. Their errand is to check on the dragons. As Elias is helping Chise down a ledge, a dragon swoops down and grabs Chise in its mouth and flies off before Elias can hold on to her. I was literally going to say, I was like, another movie <laughs> of a series happens to have dragons, perhaps in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Maybe during the Triwizard Tournament. That's not at all what I thought you were going to say. Oh, I was also going to say, I was like, great, now the show is Game of Thrones. That's still not what I thought you were going to say. What you Are think you was... kidding me, Casey? What was I going to say? Casey, I'm shocked and appalled that the person that references Yu-Gi-Oh! every episode is not uh, mentioning that this dragon literally looks like Blue-Eyes blue eyes, White, white dragon. dragon. Like with the metallic skin and everything. You know what? You are so right. I can't believe I didn't say that either. I think if she had worn a blonde Yugi-style wig, it would have like come together. And the person that was riding the dragon was blonde. blonde. Eh, no, I'm just kidding. You're right. I, I take full blame, everybody. <laughs> he literally pop- looked like, um, I thought you were going to, I literally, in my head as I was watching this, I was like, Casey's going to be up here like, wow, there's a blue-eyes white dragon and the guy riding him is like a combination between Kaiba and Yuki. <laughs> <laughs> if, there, if there were four of them, then I would have said that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I take full responsibility. I'll be issuing an, a, a YouTube apology video later. A mysterious man sitting on the back of a dragon explains that Elias is not very careful and couldn't even hold on to his apprentice. Chise asks who the man is, and all he says is that he'll explain when they get to the last land of dragons. And that's the end of the episode. Casey, what'd you think? I don't know. I don't feel like I'm as connected to the characters as I thought I, I, I mean, as I want to be, because it has all the really great elements of like things I like, but I don't know. Something's like missing for me. But man, you know, if you had asked me when we were starting this podcast, what genre would Casey really like? I would have never said Shonen, but so far Casey has only liked the Shonen anime we've watched. I agree. So... Casey, this anime, obviously, like all animes, has an opening and an outro, but I know, again, that you're a fan of this that was right at the top. So tell me, Casey, uh, what did you think of the opening? I loved it. You know what it was? It was, like, it, not only did it, like, it, like I love the Spanish guitar that was, like, part of the intro. I don't know. Like, I was just very captivated by that. But also, it's it a, took it's me... It's definitely a tango. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. I love it. And then, like... um. 
but it was like dan it was just so i don't know it was so like dancing and good i don't know it took me to this like memory of when our number one subscriber mariah took me to this restaurant <laughs> this mexican restaurant in bellflower and she tried to teach me how to dance but unfortunately because i'm just so sad i don't know how to move my hips correctly <laughs> and so it was really <laughs> embarrassing hey skylar also can't move her hips correctly it's hard I'm so glad you love this intro because this is honestly such a good intro and I was really excited to hear your thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's great. So when I first heard this intro, I fell in love. The pacing of it is so representative of the show where it's just this really slow, like intense, lonely because it's just her kind of dancing by herself. Um, This lonely, like pacing right and then it hits this fantastical magical like climax and it's beautiful and it just does so much world uh it does so much world building within the song when i first saw this intro i went out into the living room and forced pj to watch it because i just loved it and then i had the song on repeat for weeks oh yeah i definitely remember that that was it was fun well said all right that song is here (laughs) By Juna, J-U-N-N-A. I don't know if it's Jenna or Juna, but we're going to say Juna. This has been an episode of Pronunciation. <laughs> it sure has been. There's also an outro song. What did you think of the outro song? Not as much of a fan. The, first, the opening was so good, but this one was like, I mean, it was fine. Yeah. It was fine. Like, some other outros are more memorable for me, but yeah. It's very common in anime, honestly, that the outro is like not as good. That's why it's so impressive when an anime does have a really good outro. Like Inuyasha. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, I think it's fun, but it's it's nothing super special. I can't remember which anime it was, but there was one outro that I like liked more than the intro, and I can't remember which one it was. But like, mm. yeah, nothing is held up to whatever that, that outro was. So it wasn't, I don't think it was Demon Slayer. I think it was My Hero Academia. Because you love that intro. Oh yeah, I love the Demon Slayer intro. That was good. Oh, you know what? I think you like the first intro to My Hero Academia better than the first out, like the first outro better than the first intro. But then at the end, you liked like the fourth intro the best. <laughs> yeah, or something like that. that's what it was. You're right. You're right. Dang, that was good. Yeah. I did tell PJ that the second ending or the second intro of this anime, uh, I believe that both of you guys would like significantly better. Um, that outro is Wa Cycle by Hana Itoki. All right, Casey, we have this kind of newish segment that we're like, you know, testing the waters on. Who do you think would have done a, a good version of this song? You know, both of these, the intro and the outro. Oh, the um, <laughs> I really focus more on the intro because intro is so good. I wrote like three for the intro and then zero for the outro. Oh, um, I'm excited. Yes. OK, I'm going to can I give you guys all three? You can give us alternates when Skylar and I give us give ours. OK, what I went with was uh, Camila Cabello. I thought she'd do an excellent job. Um, Ooh, yeah, she was, I can see that. Oh, yeah, I think she'd be really good. Right? Like, I think she would match, like, just the flair of, like, because um, you said it was, like, a tango, right, Salsa, uh, Skylar? I almost said salsa. Yeah. <laughs> right, salsa? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> it was, but, yeah, it was, like, um, I just think she would do it so much justice and totally up her, um, like, where she thrives. What about you, Skylar? I focus more on the climax of the song. I think I would really enjoy hearing Carly Rae Jepsen sing it. Interesting. Oh. Interesting. I, she'd be great because it's not it's her. perfect. 
Mine was, and this might sound weird, and I, I'm specifically, I want to clarify for the audience at home, this is specifically when she's singing her ballads in Spanish. This is 100% a Shakira song. Oh, oh yeah. I can see that. Oh, my God. That. that would be so fun. Especially, like, English Shakira, eh. But, like, Spanish ballad Shakira, this is yeah. her bread and butter. 100%. Yeah, agree. that would be so good. So good. So, yeah, Casey, give us your two alt options i said late 90s like first album j-lo i thought would be really good and then um interesting right like let's get loud j-lo is like what i was thinking i think in like when i was hearing it um and then i also okay this is only because i love her (laughs) but i also wanted to see like a selena quintanilla like version of the song (laughs) Ooh. So, uh, I mean, I agree. Overall, the song is very Spanish. Yeah, flair. a lot of Spanish guitar. Uh, so, like, except for Skylar, we all went with very Hispanic I'm sorry. Uh, choices. It's not a bad thing. I'm just saying, like, Casey and I went for, like, Selena, Shakira, and you were, like, Carly Rae Jepsen. Well, just for the climax of the song. No, no, no. I totally, I totally respect she, it. I just, she conveys such a clean sincerity and yeah. emotion. Oh, I see what she did there. Emotion. Also, that's uh, senor- that's Senorita Carly Rae Jepsen to you guys. <laughs> that's problematic. Is it? Cancel oh, Casey. Well. Move on. I'm, I've been canceled like four times in this episode. Uh, yeah. Uh, what about the outro? I think the outro, I, I remember what I actually did write down about this. Why I was like, because I, I, what I said about it was like, eh, I wasn't really feeling it because it has a lot of like bells and I was like, if this isn't, or if it's not Christmas time, or if it doesn't sung by Adele, then it's terrible. So I'm like, I guess Adele is who I want to sing this. Huh. Uh, Skylar, what about you? I put Casey Musgraves, because she has a very, like, um, if you listen to kind of going Casey's route with Christmas, her glittery Christmas song, it's like that very calm, kind of like beaten path, steady song. Wow. Mm. Okay. I, I went a completely different route than you guys. My brain was like, this is ABBA. This is an ABBA song. Oh, I can see that. Hmm. Like, it's not a man after midnight, but it's like a Chiquitita, you know? Oh, my God. Chiquitita, yeah. Tell yeah. Me oh, my wrong. God. Yes, for sure. I see that. Now that you pointed that out, okay. that totally Like, makes that's sense. the vibe Honestly, I got. Honestly, I feel uh, PJ won this week with Shakira and ABBA. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Was uh, there a competition? Too bad for... there's no points for this round. <laughs> like, there's always competition. The amount of times I've been on this podcast and said, what? When was there a competition? Is a lot. Because <laughs> Skylar always makes everything a competition. <laughs> Skylar, you won for best um, moderating this episode. I just want to tell you. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're going to take some time. We're going to watch a little playlist that Skylar put together. We implore you to watch the playlist as well. And uh, we'll be right back with some additional thoughts, some additional context, and our closing segments. So we'll be right back, so stay tuned. Hey, you're a mage, right? Yeah. Then where's your familiar? Familiar with what? No, you're familiar. My what? You've got to be kidding me. Come with me. Welcome to Magical Mangers, London's leading familiar pact bond farm. All familiars are rescues, salvaged from destroyed lives and set upon the world. Simply come to any of our locations and find the familiar with which you feel the closest bond. Should your connection be true, simply invoke the sacred ritual of connection and be bonded to your familiar forever. Wow, I thought I was a mage before, but now I'm the real deal. Come on down to Magical Mangers today and get familiar with your new best friend. 
Konnichiwa, my fellow weebs. PJ here, thanking you as always for listening to our podcast. Thank you for joining us for our first two-parter. We hope you like it. This will probably be the practice moving forward for any episodes that would be way too long, so we'll keep toying with how to handle that. Make sure you don't miss out on the next two-parter by keeping up with our social media. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at KawaiiDesuPod or by searching Kawaii Disappointment Podcast. Follow us on TikTok at KawaiiDisappointment.podcast and subscribe to our YouTube by searching for Kawaii Disappointment. Or go to our website, kawaii-disappointment.pinecast.co for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. Spread the word about us, and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes. It really does help. Tune in again next week when we have Casey journey into the delicious, drool-worthy world of one of my favorite anime, Food Wars. We hope you'll join us. All right, we are back. We had Casey watch some videos, get some additional context, some additional thoughts. Casey, after all that, tell me what you're thinking. Okay, this is what I feel like. I I do see like there is a like you know I I, I can tell that there's more that like it gets more complex with the story. Um, I still like mm, like I still have my reservations, but I mean like I I can definitely see it grows more. I I think they're valid reservations. Don't get me wrong. Uh, my thing about this anime is like. It feels like maybe for me, just the investment in the characters goes maybe slow or something. I don't know. I don't feel connected, uh, I think, as much as I have the other animes I've watched. Um, Maybe, I don't know if I, maybe there's like a relatability thing. I don't know. There's something about me where I don't feel as invested in the characters. Um, But it does have some really great elements. First of all, fantastic intro. Second of all, like, who doesn't love magic? And like, third of all, like it's just beautiful. Like the food is beautiful. Like uh, just the effects mm-hmm. are beautiful. It's beautifully drawn. So like it does have really great elements. I think I'm just missing for me. Like I, and maybe I'm just, like I said, like we previously established. There's cold. not a connection point for you. Yeah. Like I'm just waiting for it to meet. Why no, do no, I no. care? I think it's, I think that's totally fair. Especially I will give you Casey. I mean, a lot of people feel very similarly to you about, slice of life anime in general Mm -hmm. a lot of people are like well i just don't get what the point of this is to an extent like where is the point of me watching this and i i mean i'm not necessarily like that but your opinion isn't rare and i don't think you should feel like uh i know i know i'm having a weird opinion no i think it's totally valid yeah Mm -hmm. i mean it is a little bit more it's a little bit more different than your traditional slice of life because usually that's like the day in life of a high schooler or, you know, et cetera. And this is like more fantastical like elements, but sure. it still is that very slow paced every episode, you know, its own kind of plot. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, well, uh, even though you didn't feel super connected to it, did you have a favorite character by the end of all of this? Okay, so the character I liked the most was Angie. I felt she was very real and just um, down to earth, but also, like, I feel like out of everybody, she didn't... I feel like she wanted the best for... um, What's the main character's name? It starts with a C. C, I can't think of it. Chisei? Chisei, yeah. Yeah. Chisei, I feel like she's the one that, like, I feel like she didn't want anything from her. She just wanted the best for her, which I know is a controversial opinion, (laughs) but, like... I don't know. That's what I felt from her. I felt she was very genuine and actually just trying to help her and nurture her. I I completely agree. I love Angie. Uh, What about you, Skylar? Who's your favorite character? So my favorite character is probably Silky. I love her. She's so cute. When Chisei's not there, Silky is very depressed. Also, you find out she's actually not a fairy. 
She's a banshee. That's super cool. Interesting. My favorite character is Ruth because I love dogs. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't even know why I didn't say Ruth. I love him. He's the best. Yeah. Ruth is the best. Simply the best. Um, uh, kind of piggybacking off what Casey said with Angie, um, there's this cute moment where she gives her like this like magic ring with a note, and the note says to wear it on her index finger because she's way too young to wear it on her uh, left finger or on her ring finger. It's almost as if she knows she was too young to be marrying somebody. Hmm. I mean, she definitely is. <laughs> I never said she wasn't. I literally said... It's very problematic, the age gap, but that's just something we will encounter as more anime goes on. Yeah. This podcast supports consent, everybody. Just saying that. With all that, Casey, uh, I feel like everyone can kind of guess your answer to this question. Do you plan to continue watching this anime? No, I will not. And I feel like I haven't said that in a while because I feel like the animes we've watched, I don't know, maybe... You actually haven't said it once yet. No, he said he wouldn't watch Fruits Basket, our first shoujo. But he said he wouldn't watch it because he wasn't in the emotional place to watch it. He said it was good, but he just couldn't handle it at the moment. This is the first time he's actively disliked an anime. Yeah, I just... You know what? And like I said, I mean... Maybe it gets better, but it just maybe the pacing is too slow for me. Maybe it's a style, but I'm just like not here for it. I'm just like, make me care. I don't care yet. Get ready, guys. This is the first time I actually get to say this. I've had this queued up and ready to go since episode one. I guess this time the anime was a kawaii disappointment. For Casey specifically. So in case you ever wondered why we never say that outside of the intro, it's because Casey's like the anime, but this one was... (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, even though you didn't like it, a lot of people do. And because they like it, they've made AMVs of it. So, Skylar. It's time for my favorite part. Is there an AMV for that? AMV. Anime music videos. Is there an AMV for that? Woo. Who doesn't love this? I'm ready. I'm excited. All right, everyone, you know the game. There are three possible points. Casey's going to give us an artist and a song, and we're going to see if that artist and song have an AMV to this anime. One point for each category. Casey, what do you got for us this week? Yes, originally I was going to go with a song from a movie, but I decided no. Be more modern. Like, trust your instincts. Okay, so what I'm just going to go with is What Makes You Beautiful by One Direction. And the answer is yes. There is What Makes You Beautiful by One Direction. I knew it. Whoop, whoop. Casey, you're back. Wow, this has been a monumental episode. I We all agree on the intro. It's fantastic. Um, I correctly guessed an AMV thing, and it's the first uh, outrightly disliked. So, wow, this has been a monumental episode for us, you guys. I love it. Awesome. Now, PJ. Well, I didn't let into this very much while we were recording, but this is actually my first time also watching the anime. So with that, I guess it is up to me to also give a suggestion. So for my suggestion, I don't know if there's going to be one, but I kept thinking about it. I'm going to go with White Wedding by Billy Idol. Interesting. Good choice. Interesting. I'm uh, I'm preempting it being a zero pointer, but if it is a zero pointer, I would love if someone would make it. Yeah, PJ, there's none. Aw, good that, try. That makes me sad, but I think it would be really good. I think it's a great idea, PJ. Zero points for me. It's time for our super secret, not so secret, bonus AMV. Is there an AMV for the Ancient Magus Bride to Bring Me to Life by Evanescence? The answer is yes. 
<laughs> and there's definitely more than five. Woo. Of course there are. Of course. I would be remiss if I did not do a shout out for one of our TikTok followers who makes gorgeous AMVs. And he's made several gorgeous AMVs of the ancient maggot spread. And their AMVs were one of the inspirations to do this episode this week. Yes. So if you guys want to check him out, it's at I'm sorry, you're welcome. I M S O R R Y Y O U R E W E L C U M E. I'm sorry, you're welcome. You're beautiful. You're amazing. You're perfect. We love your videos. I want to run away with you. You're great. Thank you. <laughs> Check them out on TikTok. They make amazing AMVs. I mean, to get back onto the train, this was a four-pointer, y'all, and a clean four-pointer with Casey sweeping the round. Oh, Yay. Finally, justice is served. All right. Well, before we wrap up, Skylar, you've been keeping an ongoing count of how many times Casey referenced Harry Potter. You know, it dwindled down as the episode went along, but I'm still curious what your count was. All right. The count is seven. You know, not as many as I thought we'd get to, but it is what it is. But unfortunately, that's all we've got for you guys this week. We hope you had a good time, unlike Casey. (laughs) Yeah, I'd like to leave. I'm ready for bed. (laughs) I totally get it. Well, we'll be back again next week with another episode. But until then, we hope your week isn't a kawaii disappointment. I've been PJ. I've been Skylar. I've been Casey. (laughs) And we'll see you again next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Adios. Adios. <laughs> <laughs>